What is up, everybody? It's your boy Flash from ALWZ Gaming. As that is going through again, I am Malachi36 representing with It's the Nine Ball and Mildewy Carrot. Before I go on over to the intros, I have to do a full, uh, 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 pretty much, I guess, disclosure, if you will, um, and apologize that my head, that I might be less in audio. Um, so there might be a delay in my audio recording in general. So full disclosure if that's happening. But Welcome to All Things Gaming, episode 35, season 2, for 2022, October 4th, the month of the year. That's what I gotta say, the month of the year, mainly because it's my birthday month, so I'm very excited for all that. But before we get into that, Mildewy Carrot, how are you doing today, good sir? I'm here. That's all we ask, that's all we ask, you know? And what's been going on with you? What's been new? I know I've been missing you guys for like the past week. I know I was able to produce last week's show, but due to technical errors, I was not able to be on the show at that time. But I'm 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 back, baby. I'm back. Still having but technical difficulties though, so apologies for it yeah. for him in advance. <laughs> yes, yes, hundred percent. And I just been catching up on games that have been launching new updates. Uh, Phasmophobia with Nine Ball. Gravity, TBF Abyss, I hate tabs, you know, playing through that stuff, getting the shit scared out of us. So, looking for if this is what they're going to be doing in the horror 2.0 update that people have been talking about, then, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, You're, you know, move over Friday the 13th. You got, you know, Phasmophobia is coming through. Um, been getting back into some other survival games, Among Trees, Valheim, Area Z. I finished uh, Black Skylands' current story. I know they've been doing some beta tests and updates on that, so I can't wait to see when they fully get that story done. Planet Crafter, um, No Place Like Home, Going Medieval. You know, a lot of games I like to play that are, um, you know, kind of like survival, exploration, builder games. Some have, like, you know, city building, some don't. So um, it, I just like that survival aspect and all, but... Um, also been getting on uh, Gonzo Fortnite and Apex with uh, Hey It's Abs and uh, uh, one of our other people who's not here, but with us in spirit, Barely Libu. So he's in. Uh, we were playing with him for a bit this last week. Say, I've already forgotten my dates and times. I just know we played with him recently. So other than that, just um, you know, living. Uh, I guess a good gaming life. You know. <laughs> Heard that? <clears throat> yeah, we'll still blame it on COVID too. Mixing days together, it's still a COVID thing. So I, I get you. I get you. <laughs> it's the nine ball corner pocket. This is your month. But before we jump into that, how are you, man? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Um, just been pretty much doing the same. We've been playing a lot of phasmophobia. Um. I've also been trying to finish up certain games. I've been checking out some of these streamers that they've been going through there. I think uh, Dan's Gaming has Horror Month. I usually love watching that. But they find a bunch of horror games and play those. Um, also, been watching, I guess some of the people have been watching having Yu-Gi-Oh! playing. So, checking out that one. Been playing some of Yu-Gi-Oh! lately. And, and outside of that, I've been playing, what is that game? Bloodstained Symphony of the is it Symphony of the Ritual of the Night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Still trying to beat that. I'm like, the map's huge. I got like forty percent of it done though. So, 
Going for plat? Not Powers going for plat. Just trying to finish it. It's pretty massive. It's a lot. I don't know if you ever played Symphony of the Night. Um, it's sort of like that, to where it's a Metroidvania-style game. So you have to do a lot of exploring, and you have to do certain backtracking to get items, stuff like that. Outside of that, like I was saying, still playing Master Duel from time to time. Um, the tried played a couple Flanderies that games. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm putting put Flanderies back. It's back not that, because it's bad, or back because it's too much of a troll. It's. I like the the. Um, I like yeah. the how it works and everything. The mechanics of it. It's just. Nobody wants to play against Flanderies. Generally, yeah, generally when you pull out a Flanderies deck, most people surrender like after the first turn. That's what I've been running into. The last three or four matches I played Flanderies, it's just been people surrendering after like the first, I think, or second turn. Fantastic. <laughs> that means what? that means you're like Chuck Norris out here, you know what I mean? You're just knocking them no, out. One hit or quit us. I will using that meta um, deck. Um have you seen Flandery's um Flash? No, he doesn't he hasn't played mm. in a while. Mm. Actually so so I have I actually have been playing periodically bad. pretty I was about to say I've been actually playing periodically pretty consistently actually, but I'm not playing like I'm just been doing the solo stuff. So, like I'm fully oh, okay. completed yeah. all the solo stuff. Yeah, I got is currently my... like secondary it... and top tier three, which there's no tier tier two currently. But if there was Flanders would probably be in it right now because it's it's just it's ridiculous with what they've given it. You know, it's it, like, pretty. Yeah. It's very. It's it's fun. It's just for me. I like how it plays. I like the the loop and how it plays and everything. It's just. Playing against the Flanderies deck, I can see why people think it's toxic and some of the cards you can run into a Flanderies because Flanderies operates by banishing its cards and bringing them back from being banished. You don't send cards to the graveyard at all. There's yep. virtually no cards that ever really go to the graveyard, and half oh, your cards nice. come back to you anyway. Gotcha. And so it's, it's all of, It's not really a Cheat that because it's not. I would say it's as bad as let's say Despia, which is ran in everything in Master Duel. Despia's tier one. Despia, well, it's because Despia's ran in every deck. You can run a Despia, Despia Dragon Maid. There's a Despia um, yeah. Invoked Engine. You can run a Despia in any deck, and it works. It it basically just Todd Howard's the deck. Yeah, the D- Despia, and I think it's uh, either Sword, Sword Soul, Tenye. Uh, Sword Soul, uh, Gate is really good of an engine. That Tribergate's comeback, I know. Tenye and Sword Soul, Despia. Fla- Dinos has been coming. Virtual World's coming back. Just it's ridiculous. just with Flanderies, it punishes people hard for per- special summoning. So if you don't like special summoning, like people doing 50 special summons, you play Flanderies, because it really... Punishes special summoning and stuff. You know what is not going to punish special summoning? Story number one, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Oh, you guys are here for video you. game news. We talk. 
we're talking <laughs> we're talking about some good stuff here. And yeah, to uh, Nine Ball's point, I said it's not going to punish you, and technically. It- I was wrong because it is going to punish you after we watch this thing. Um, it is going to be talking about the uh, the Dead Space remake gameplay. Eddie Mackage from GameSpot says this in the article. EA and developer Motive uh, have published a gameplay trailer for the upcoming Dead Space remake. The footage is impressive looking, but don't expect lengthy continuous segments of gameplay. This, tra- this trailer never holds more- for more than a couple of seconds on a single shot. So fans will have to wait a bit longer to get a sense of what the game truly looks like in action. Dead Space Remake is rebuilt from the ground up in EA's Frostbite engine, and it's being released on PS5, Xbox Series XS, and PC, but not PS4 or Xbox One. So players can expect a new visuals, quote-unquote, an enhanced audio, and additional narrative uh, elements to flesh out the story further. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to switch the screen for a hot second. I'm going to go on over here. Are you guys ready? Yeah, correct something. It punishes, Flounder Reads punishes you for normal summoning. <laughs> Heard that. There you go. We'll talk about that later, though. We'll talk about that <laughs> here we go. Rolling it in. All for you, Nineball. I know you're excited about this. USG Ishimura. This is the emergency maintenance team of the USG Kellyan responding to your distress call. Isaac Clark. What have you got, Isaac? Half the Ishimura's in the red. Engines, hull, the trams. Can you handle it alone? Fix the centrifuge. Get the fuel running. This is Senior Medical Officer Nicole Brennan. Medical is overwhelmed. We need help. date yeah 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 they, yeah we have a date already yeah i remember that it was so hearing that so i want to start i want to start the conversation and i was just going to loop around with no music 
um, as we're playing in the background. But I want to start the conversation with you, Nine Ball, and then on over to Mildew and Carrie. Does this trailer, like, what do you think about the trailer first and foremost? Are you excited? Are you, does this do anything? Does this enhance it? Are you still just as excited or not excited at all? Or are you just looking forward to uh, Callisto Protocol? Uh, no, this one looks fantastic, actually. If they do it right, it looks really good. I was kind of concerned because I seen the part about the um, the line gun. And everybody knows the line. I don't. Oh, you never played it. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> But the line gun is a uh, is basically the gun he's using in the beginning. This is the gun that basically they give you at the start of the game, and it's really good. The line gun is probably one of uh, I think the line I think it's the line. Yeah, it's probably one of the most powerful weapons in the game if you upgrade it right. So I was wondering if they're going to be able to incorporate the other weapons in, which they did. And as you're seeing on this scene, also you can tell that they took some inspiration from Dead Space too. One of the biggest problems with this, one of the biggest things with Dead Space 1 is that they had zero G parts, but really you would just jump from one platform to another in G zero G. And as you're seeing, you're free floating in space, which feels a lot, a lot, a whole lot better than um, just running up the wall still in zero G. Just because they said they really had problems with that. I, I want to say they had problems with it. They also show the other weapons. So I want to see the compatibility with other weapons and do they give them their own strengths? Because um, it was quite interesting that the first weapon you've got is basically the basically the only weapon you needed. It really wasn't like I use like the Ripper. What was it? Yeah, I think. It, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, Unreal Tournaments. I keep thinking of the Ripjack. But the Ripper. Um. Basically, um, you, uh, you, I use that once in a while to play around with it, but most time your first weapon was by far the greatest. The flamethrower I never really used because it eat it ate ammo and didn't really give the amount of damage for it. Um, I want to see how they do the story. For what I'm understanding, it's just a re, not really a reimagining. This isn't like a Final Fantasy VII instance where. It's a complete reimagining it. I mean, yeah, this is I believe, truly a remake. Closer, yeah. closer to like Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying. I'm no, I'm not saying like. Um, I'm not talking about in terms of grass. I'm on in terms of um, story and stuff. Right. Yeah. Isn't Resident Evil kind of the same way where like it's pretty much more or less the same story, just prettier and upgraded mechanics. Um, yeah, but I thought Final, from what I'm understanding, Final Fantasy VII actually was a reimagining of the story. It had a lot yeah, of it was, it was pretty much you're but certain things that. change. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, correct about exactly, that. It yeah. definitely had the changes. I think what Malachi was trying to point out is that this oh. seems more like the Resident Evil, like, rework. Yeah, yeah okay, like it's, okay. Just, it's just a mechanical and graphical update to the game, but there's probably going to be no story changes, just maybe some changes the to how some boss... Had some boss fights maybe go around or some other fights because of the new mechanics. But other than that story possibly could be the same. Oh, it, it neat. Basically dead space had a, this, the story like this one had, like it was pretty, pretty, really good. It put one thing they did was when they initially, cause I remember reading about this, I can game informer when it was in a magazine form <laughs> kids back when we got magazines of game informer, 
What's I don't know. How, I know. I don't know how many kids even know what Game Informer is. What is a Game Informer? It's, I don't know. I think it's a website. That's how it's old school people got the stuff before everything. Yeah, we used to have to go to actual GameStop and get Game Informer. I had it mailed to our house. Or when we went to Kroger's to pick up groceries, if they even carried it, you know. Yeah, but um, I remember when they initially created this game, they created it on a sole purpose of putting an ordinary person in an extraordinary situation when they talked about it. They gave you a lot of weapons on this, but you never felt like the Doom guy. Like, if you ever seen... Y'all you play, play Doom, right? Yeah, I know Doom. Yeah. 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 You don't feel like that Doom guy that's just unstoppable. It's At about like alien ice, um, alien isolation almost. Towards like you've got these things, and it's like you, you where you, you like you, from what I've seen from Dead Space, like you definitely could fight them, like you definitely have the ability to. But there's probably going to be points where it's like, do you really want to do that though? You know, there's so, certain parts in there you have to though, and yeah, like well, that's definitely there. Isolation on a lot of it was like you had to sneak around fully, like because you really couldn't fight them until you got like. Possibly to like the ending points where like you could get the weaponry or gear to actually do anything to these creatures. Here you start off with it, so it just, it gives me that though that vibe of isolation of like you know, you're in that dark horror space and you're trying to navigate through, trying to figure stuff out, and yeah, you've got the ability to fight stuff, but there's probably times where it's just like you know like let's just go around them, you know? Yeah, um, they took inspiration like heavily. They was heavily inspired. From what I remember reading a long time ago, it was insp- inspired by, I want to say, Aliens and Event Horizon. Okay. I, I can definitely, like I said, I definitely saw the Aliens. Event Horizon's kind of a new one. The Event Horizon part is, um, it's not just creatures. The I don't know if anybody knows the lore. The what drives people mad is actually the markers. And the markers that make if you ever play like the late like some of the other ones, like extraction and stuff, it's it's pretty messed up some of the things that happen. The markers drive people mad. Like if you ever seen like they had like the before Dead Space came out, I remember watching the prequels of it. And it was sort of funny because the people on that planet before the Ishimura came in was complaining that people was just going crazy. And the doctors were wondering what was going on. A religion had formed around the markers and all that. But the, like I said, the lore is pretty massive. And like I said, I'm kind of sad that they cut it short with three. And I'm hoping that they finish it before. But going to this one, I am thoroughly impressed with what they're doing with it. And this one is one of those games where some games I would say, oh, it don't need a remake. This is one that I would say, because it came out back, what, back in 2004. Wouldn't it this for 2004, 2005, I want to say? Yeah, it came out a long time ago. Let me me see right now. Let's see. Dead Space release date is 2008. 2008. Yep, October 14th, 2008. Yeah. This one came out, and it's it's quickly shot up to one of the top horror games. The story was excellent. I liked the story, like they said, they probably have more communication like you've seen in the trailer. And you probably didn't pick up on this, but Isaac was talking. In the original first one, Isaac didn't really talk at all. That's yeah, why they didn't the second for a voice actor for him, right? 
I don't know what happened, but they said on the second, that's why it was on the second and third one, they wanted him more, have to have more of a personality and just feel like, you know, Isaac, go turn on the power generator over here. And, you know, Isaac's more or less just this silent, you know, fetch guy that goes out there, oh, we're having problems over at Deck 30. Isaac, go over there and go get that. And, you know, Isaac will go over there. The story was good. I loved the, um, I loved kind of the twist, and I would say it's spoiler, but I'm not really going to spoil it here because I don't know. Have Have you ever finished it, Mildewy? No, uh, don't spoil it for me. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, and even even so, because of how close the remake is, I wouldn't yeah. even say let's like I wouldn't even mention any spoilers right now. Yeah, but um, Dead Space One. And two were really good. Death Space Three is still a competent one, but it's not but, like the best. It's a, it didn't go up or down or anything. It well, just, kind of just was there. EA put a lot of stuff in there. It's ironically probably if Flash was to play one, it would be three. It has um, multiplayer the way you can play as two people, and number two, it's more of a shooter than what it is an actual horror game. And it plays like it plays more like a shooter with horror elements than an actual horror game. And I felt like that's then that's what the big problem was. And that's where the disparity came in. When EA came in, they said they wanted a game, and everybody knew it was bad. They said this one will cater to everyone. And the minute you hear that, they said yeah. something down the lines of that. Yeah, it it went downhill from there. No, appeal to a broader audience. That's what it was, I believe they said. They, they and, mixed in um, a little bit of Call of Duty and they're saying, that's they, work. And, and they put in at the time, this was a time where EA was also known for their amount of microtransactions. Uh-huh. And they did put that in in part three. But um, <clears throat> this one looks really good. I mean, I'm really interested to see how this ter- goes. And it turns out, I watched some. Wait, of the would you footage. say you're more excited for this, or would you say you're more excited for Callisto Protocol? Probably this more than Callisto Protocol. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm excited. I like. I think both of them look pretty good. But I feel more like Callisto Protocol looks very close to this in a lot of ways. If they do it right. It should be really good. They already have the template in the story. I love Callista Protocol, and I want to see how they do it. And I think it can go down. It can be a very good game and a very good franchise. But I need to know more of the story. I don't really know the story of Callista Protocol. Right. I know there's a guy in prison. I know creatures invaded the prison or something. Um, invaded. Yeah. From the medical locker. <laughs> um, but I don't really know the lore outside of that. Dead Space, I'm well aware of the lore. There is, if you want to get a quick rundown, I think there's one on Arcade Cloud. They do like a three minute, they do stories in three minutes, like entire, like they, I think they did one for, I want to say Dark Souls in three minutes. I think it went over three minutes, but <laughs> uh, they did one for Doom. They do like, I Arcade Cloud, I believe, on YouTube, I believe, does them in three minutes. And there is lengthy ones, which I think are really good. But um, Dead Space is one franchise that I say that 
it needs a lot. It needs a lot more love, and it needs more support than what happened to it. For Mildewy, on on your aspect of what you just saw, and 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 coherent to what Nineball is saying, or, or do you more or less agree? Like, did this trailer do anything for you? Did it, uh, did it not do anything for you? Excited, not excited? Or are you also looking forward, forward to the Callista Protocol over this? Or like, where where, where are you at? I mean, to be honest, I'm kind of looking forward to both. Um, I mean, Callisto Protocol is a new story, new aspect, so it's kind of interesting. I mean, it kind of does have a similar feel to Dead Space when you look at the two of them, because, like, you know, one, you don't know where the stuff came from in Callisto, but, you know, a lot of times when you got this stuff, it's either A, ancient viruses, or B, it's like, you know, oh, we can do this and control it and make humanity better. Oh, better means horrific monster nightmare version. Hmm. You know? So, it doesn't really, like, you know, make me, like, you know, oh, 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 not like a, you know, a Silent Hill re- uh, remake would, you know. Um, but um, I definitely am looking forward to it. Um, I was actually just checking, um, um, clicking around the theme. They've actually got the uh, pre-order, looks like it's already set up for it on there. Yeah. So It was actually at the end of the yeah, trailer. I saw it on there, but I didn't see, like, where it was listed to. It's, like, 60. Oh. Um. They do still though have the original Dead Space and Dead Space Two for twenty bucks each. Oh, I bought. Um, there are some. Si- I I know you. Don't. I'm not talking to you, <laughs> Nine Ball. I'm talking to the other audience members who might want to know. Oh yeah, those people. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also have Dead Space Three if you're willing to go that far, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they've got that on there. Um, I definitely added to my wish list. I'm gonna wait and see because I know we got. I think a sale coming up here at the end of October. Um, I, October tenth and eleventh for oh well, that's Steam. Amazon. That's, that's Amazon. Amazon. Yes, there is one in October at the end of October too. Yeah, it's a uh, the fall one. So it's de- definitely get those wish lists together, guys, because um, never know what's going to go on sale. Those are normally the big time. And I believe really Dead Space to... frequently. I want to say the Dead Space <laughs> originals frequently drop to like four or five dollars. A lot of times I've seen them do that. Um. I know EA plays got like this monthly thing or something for them. I saw that I was like, <laughs> I just laughed at it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's not like a high, it's not like a low. It's definitely, I can't wait to see what they do, um, you know, and how they upgrade stuff. Um, to me, it kind of feels like what they did with the Mass Effect Legendary Editions with Mass Effect 1, where they just redid the graphics, redid the whole mechanics because the mechanics were shit in the first game. No offense, guys. <laughs> um, you know, some of the shooting mechanisms and everything were just bleh. Um, but it seems like they've definitely reworked them and all, and it'd also be interesting to see if they've had any, any new, like, little weaponry tweaks and stuff like that, which, to be honest, when you looked at the trailer towards the end, it looked like it was definitely holding a different gun compared yeah, to the first. Uh, so I'm like, I feel like they do have the capability of maybe switching between at least a couple of weapons or something. You so. could always switch, but they usually will allow you to hold, I want to say, four guns, I want to say? You can have four different guns, but... um. Call of Duty ain't it, got that. <laughs> it's just the first gun they give you that um what was it called? The The Line. Yeah, yeah, I believe it was the Line gun. Um Because there was like a whole challenge about that. Um Yeah. But no, it definitely looks really good. Um like something that you know definitely has got that, you know, try and survive, figure out what's going on situation. So you know, I uh, can't wait to see what they do with it, you know, because remakes sometimes can be good and sometimes, you know, it's just yeah, it's a lot to overlay it. 
<laughs> so um, plasma yeah. cutter. It was the plasma cutter. The okay, I knew I was messing up on the thing. The plasma cutter is the first one they give you. The line gun is the one that fires underneath and has that little bomb on there for its second alt fire. They used, I use I use the line gun every now and again, but like I said, the pulse rifle. I never really touched because you had to eat through so much ammo, and the flamethrower ate bullets alive. I mean, I never really used flamethrower whatsoever. So yeah, yep. so, I mean, I, it sounds like it's gonna say, be fun to play. You know, the javelin gun too was fun. Nailing things to the wall was always <laughs> a joy. Yeah, no, I, uh, me, I mean, obviously, you guys already know I'm not really the biggest horror franchise gamer or anything like that. So this doesn't really do anything for me other than it looks pretty. And uh, I mean, I'm excited for you guys that have played it and that have adored this series from before and could hopefully get to re-experience that as more of the Final Fantasy VII remake portion of it versus the Duke Nukem portion of it. Um, uh, like like Mildewy, I mean, like Mildewy says, sometimes a remake can be a wonderful thing, and then sometimes it can be. A, complete and utter doo-doo. So let's just hope that this is not the case. Um, now, I do want to move on over to... We have a lot of sto- news stories today, so we're not going to fly by them because we do want to talk about them, but I do want to um, talk about story number two, which is Witcher multiplayer. So, emo- this is a new person that's been on this show. For, uh, that, that I've never mentioned this person's name before, so... I apologize beforehand if I mess it up, but Emogen Meller from PC Gamer says this in their article. Though The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is known as one of the biggest single-player games of all time, the next Witcher uh, game could feasibly uh, one could feasibly one of the best multiplayer. CD Projekt Red is making some announcements today. Uh, and one thing we didn't expect was a, to see that an announcement going forward, there'll be a multiplayer element to most of their games. That uh, What that means is still slightly mysterious, but it definitely involves The Witcher. In an image tweet, CD Projekt Red showed both Siri and Geralt uh, uh, with the caption, introducing multiplayer to most of our games to enrich the single player experience, end quote. So looks like there will be some multiplayer elements in the next Witcher, but how deep that goes is beyond is yet uh, to be uncovered. The I have a few theories though as of right now. The first is that Gwent and mini games within the uh, Witcher Four could have multiplayer elements to it. It's not impossible that the NPCs uh, you play against could also could actually be other people, which would be like a smooth way to incorporate two together while not breaking immersion. So, starting off with Mildewy, Witcher multiplayer, you in or you out? Okay, for all of a sudden, as soon as you said that, I just went back to um, Aladdin, King of Thieves. Like, are you in or out? <laughs> like, wow, my brain is just, I don't know where the frick it's at. Um, it kind of feels like they're pulling, like, you know, the Returnal and um, Ghost of Tsushima type card where it's like, all right, we got the main game, now we're just going to throw in a multiplayer thing. So, I mean, if it's got something like, you know, if it does, like, either what Returnal does, where it's multiplayer into the main campaign, or if it does what Ghost of Tsushima does, it sounds like either one could be good. You know, but if it's just, you know, multiplayer, like, you know, some of these other games I've seen where it's just, oh, we have multiplayer aspect, and it's just you with, like, a bunch of other Witchers or whatever going online, like, in Tomb Raider 1 um, had multiplayer, and it was just, like, you... 
like playing as Laura, a bunch of other just random survivors or people just going around mm-hmm. shooting, just just having a battle royale, you know, shoot them up deathmatch style thing. So, um, you know, I, I guess it just depends upon how they do it and all. Um, I know they said they had some theories, but I'll just wait until they actually confirm what they're doing on it. You know, I still have a lot to catch up on with The Witcher stuff. Um, I think I've only played like one, and it's been a long, long time if I have, so I have to do refreshers on it all. But, um, you know, I just say, you know, best of luck, and hopefully you do it well enough to where those who like to co op play with people can get a good um, experience. Yeah, I'm I'm somewhat in the same boat. The, uh, the only opposite thing for me is that I haven't played any of the Witcher games. I s- tried to start one a while back, um, but I waited way too long, and that game is beyond dated, beyond all measure. So it was a little it was a little hard for me to get into. Um, but what has me interested is the Netflix series, The Witcher. That's that's what actually got me into like the more the Witcher train, if you will, because I watched all season one, watched most, if not all of season two. Um, and, and I am intrigued. I am intrigued by the, the, the characters there and everything like that. And I'm there with you. Like if it's very something, if it's something that is like more of a Ghost of Tsushima style or if it's something that's like actual campaign, you can have all these different Witchers be able to go on like a, a Dragon-esque, Dragon Age-esque adventure. Um, I think that would be pretty awesome. Um but if it's something that's just like, hey, yeah, here's a single player version, but then here's like a little mini game. It's just gonna be a lot. A multiplayer is just a whole bunch of mini games and stuff like that. That's gonna be a little bit more of a turnoff for me. Like I want to do something that's more again campaign driven. I keep going back to this example, but the time period where me, you, your brother, and uh, and Shaolin Keys, we all got to play Fuse together. That was a great time. We're each our individual person. We're going through the story. We're watching the cutscenes. We're laughing at the jokes. We're crying at the sad moments, all that good stuff. Uh, we didn't literally cry, but just stuff like that. I'm just saying in general, like that level I of... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that level of immersion is, is something that I want to experience with you guys. It's literally no different than us going to a movie together and watching a movie. You know what I mean? Like, like that same level versus just like... Uh, you, uh, we can watch the credits together, but we can't watch the actual base movie. I don't, I don't want to do that. You know, what I mean, I want to have the, I want to have my cake and eat it too in those uh, particular instances. So I am very curious to see how they're going to do that. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, I, I, I slightly disagree that this is going to be of the Returnal approach, mainly just because return, like it sounds like this is going to be something that they're going to incorporate on the next IP. Um, as far as like Ghost of Tsushima and Returnal, both of them are already existing single players, and then they rolled in very impressive multiplayer aspects to those games. So that's definitely been a plus there. So I don't know if that's going to necessarily be the same thing, or, or if they're going to backtrack and put multiplayer in Witch, uh, Witcher Three. Highly doubt it, but if they do that. That'd be I think that will be even more enticing to me to go ahead and pick up Witcher Three. Um, but yeah, but that's that's kind of where I'm at on it. Like I, I'm excited for it, but. Like like I'm with you, Mildew. You have to you have to hear more information. Uh, Nineball, do you have an opinion about the matter concerning the Witcher series for this? Uh, I'm kind of in a boat with you. I've tried and tried to play those, and it's like for some reason I start them and just I don't know what happens. It's the it's same thing just, with the uh, Dragon Age with you. I I just <laughs> it's just I just can't get into them like that. Um, I feel it. I I mean I'm happy the gameplay looked really good um 
if they do, like I said, if they do it right, yeah. But I don't really know that much about the mini game. I've never even played Gwent, and I play card games a lot. I've never really played. I don't really know how Gwent works. I can't really talk about this one. Okay. <laughs> I don't really know what yeah, they go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no worries. And yeah, like I, like I said, we'll have to see. Maybe if, if the next Witcher Four comes out and it's going to be multiplayer based, right then and there, three players, three of us could jump on it, try it out, see if we like it, go from there. Um, what is something I want to talk about as well as uh, story number three? But before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about Raise Energy. You guys can go get ahead and get yours from Rep Sports R E P P Sports. Dot com. Type in ALWT Gaming at checkout. Get 15% off your raised energy drinks. It is quite delicious. You will not regret it, especially if you like to have drinks that have zero sugar in it. So REPPSports.com. Type in ALWT Gaming at checkout. Get 15% off. And then also, a little uh, fantasy gaming critic updates for you guys. Uh, scores have slightly shifted. Um, and, I, uh, and I know that we had talked about it last week. Uh, just kind of give you guys a little up to speed, and we got some games that's coming out soon. So we'll go ahead and take a look at that, see what that's going to look like. Um, what we do currently have is in first place, Carapatch Inc. He is at 85 points. Uh, he currently has Grand Turismo 7 for 17 points, Tunic 15 points, Splatoon 3 13 points, Stray 14 points, Salt and Sacrifice 5 points. I didn't realize that that dropped, I guess. Uh, Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp pending. Return to Monkey Island, 17 points, and he has an open spot, and he has a counterpick of Jokobo GP, which got him five points because he counterpicked that correctly. Um, so, again, he's sitting in first place for it right now with 85 points. Second place is Mekoha Great Again, Moga. He has Elden Ring, 31 points. Pokemon Legends Arceus, 14 points. Sifu, 10 points. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, 12 points. Marvel's Midnight Suns, pending. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, 17 points. He has two open spots and has a counterpick of Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, which is not coming out this year. Third place, we have uh, Zaka Corp, who has Tiny Tina's Wonderland, 8 points. Saints Row, negative 7 points. Uh, I feel like that went down. Uh, Total War, Warhammer, uh, Warhammer 3, 16 points. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, 18 points. Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, pending. Scorn, pending, and we're going to talk about that today. Live Alive, 11 points. Star Ocean, the Divine Force, pending. Marvel's Midnight Suns is his counterpick, and that is currently pending right now. Third place, yours truly with ALWT Gaming. I have Horizon Forbidden West, 18 points. Plague Tale Requiem, pending for this month. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, 7 points. Gotham Knights, pending for this month. King of Fighters, 15, 10 points. Mario Strikers Battle League, 3 points. The Callisto Protocol, pending. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, pending. The kind of pick of Bayonetta 3, which is pending for this month. Um, in fourth place is Rinzokukin, who has God of War Ragnarok, pending. Triangle Strategy, 13 points. Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, not coming out this year. Chocobo GP, negative 5 points. Kirby and the Forgotten Land, 15 points. Metro Prime 4, pending. Digimon Survive, 6 points. Slime Rancher 2 is not coming out this year. That is not coming out this year. He has a counter pick of Diablo Immortal, which leaves him at 34 points. And currently in last place, which is starting to climb up the ladder, it looks like a little bit, is 
uh, Illuminati Living. He has Dying Light 2, Stay Human, 6 points. Bayonetta 3, Pending. Shinja Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, 2 points. Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Pending. Diablo Immortal, negative 5 points. Shovel Knight Dig, 12 points. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Pending. He has an open spot and he has a counter pick of Saints Row, which got him 7 points. So that is your fantasy gaming league that we are in. And if you guys do not know how that works, uh, I'll explain it to you guys next week because we're going to talk about it next week as well. <laughs> but story number three. There's a lot of stories in this one because PlayStation had a lot of stuff that came out within the week. So bear with us. First story. It's a short one. Uh, Eddie Mackage from GameSpot says this in the article. The PlayStation 5 finally has a native PlayStation, a Disney Plus app. Disney has announced that a new version of Disney Plus app is out now around the world for PS5 and is designed for the PS5. The earlier version was a PS4 app that ran on the PS5. And the big difference is that the new version for PS5 supporters, uh, that for PS5 supports 4K HDR playback. The earlier app capped uh, visuals at 1080p, according to The Verge. So just a little short one there for you guys. If you guys was is really excited about Disney Plus uh, or anything like that, they have an updated PS5 version of the app versus the PS4 version that was natively that was on the PS5. Uh, so yeah, so there you go. Good news there. Any any quick little shout outs about that at all? You guys want to go on to the uh, second sub story? Next. Next. All right, here we go. So <laughs> this one is exciting for me. This was exciting for me. Um, mainly because I do want to jump more inside VR, so we'll have to take a look here. But Darren Bonthis from GameSpot says this in the article. Sony has ambiguous ambit- uh, plans for its next generation of virtual reality hardware as it plans to have 2 million units of the PSVR 2 headset ready by March of next year. Mass production of the virtual reality headset reportedly began in September via Bloomberg and has not yet faced any supply uh, chain constraints. With the PS5 continuing to be in high demand due to its limited availability since the launch in November 2020, Sony also has uh, also plans to have more console stocks on the shelves in the early 2023, according to Bloomberg sources. Does this excite anybody other than myself? That would probably if people had more PlayStation 5s to play them on. <laughs> the thing I will say... Uh, and again, I am still in that camp that if you don't have a PS5 at this particular time, you were not trying. You are absolutely not trying. You um, might not be able to get them now. No, you, you yeah, I mean, you could have. You could have. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I haven't been, I personally haven't been trying now, so I can't say if that's true or not, but there's definitely ample amounts of time for you guys to be able to get one. Definitely ample amounts of time. So if you don't have it and it's hurting your feelings that I'm saying this, you just didn't try hard enough. You, you, you flat out didn't. Well, maybe and I, and I can I can keep I can keep preaching my sermon where I was able to get eleven in a year from my on my own, and I'm not maybe like a super genius or anything like right that. Now. That that's neither I'm here nor there. Attack. I'm feeling that is neither. How you feel? How you feel attack? You already have one. You you both have one. For the so people no, that so tried and the maybe people, they have financial the, problems. The, these, these are for the, these are for the people in particular that are like, hey, I'm going to wait because uh, I'm going to let you guys work all the kinks, all the issues out, all that good stuff. 
I will say there hasn't been a lot of console launches, like console launch wise, there hasn't been a ton of console launch issues since like the PS4. Which is only like one generation back, yes, but I still have my PS4 from launch. I got my PS5 at launch. I have an Xbox Series X at launch. Well, close to launch. Like launch window. You know what I mean? Like, and all of them are working perfectly fine. I, I, I have a... Buy a Steam what's Deck. Up? Yeah, you got a Steam Deck at launch. You know what I mean? So just, in general, if that's your if that's your excuse, that's on you. Now, we're already past, like, we're two years into it now. And if you have the funds, I will be, I would be considerate and say, if you have the funds and you're complaining about yourself not getting a PS5 at this time, it is 100% your fault. Yes, scalpers are a factor, but you right now have not tried hard enough to get one. That's all I got to say. I even walked inside of a Best Buy one day as I was just getting my car checked out, all I guess I was looking to get in the radio on my, on my vehicle. I walked in and asked them just out of the blue. I was like, do you guys have any PS5s available? Just, just wondering what they would say. And they said, you were an hour late. We just sold the last one. You know what I mean? Now, granted, I wasn't fiending for one, but it was right there in my grasp almost. Like, it was right there in the store. It, it, I walked it in. Wasn't th- it wasn't there. I, 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 he said, I saw, I, he said, he said, I saw that we had some left. Let me go ahead and see if we have any more. He went back and checked. He came back out. He's just like, you know what? The guy that you just saw that walked out of here, he actually has the, he has the last one. There you go. That's all I got to say. So if you don't have one right now in 2022 and are complaining that you're not getting one, it's because you should have tried it before this, before this time period right now. That's all I got to say. But anyway. Wow, story, God, you stuff. are sitting on a high throne right now. <laughs> wow. He went to the top of the hill. <laughs> yep, yep, that's, hey, that's all I got to That's all I have to say about that. You weakly. So, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> So, <laughs> sub story number three for PlayStation Nation here. Eddie Mackage from GameSpot says this in the article. This one might introduce uh, in- intrigue both of you guys on this. PlayStation company Sony recently increased its investments to- into Elden Ring and Bloodborne Studio from software's parent company, Katakawa. And the move might uh, involve a push in non-gaming projects. PlayStation's Herman Holes told Reuters that the company thinks first and foremost about video games, but transmedia efforts through its PlayStation uh, productions division may be on the table as well. Quote, you should think of the collaborations on the game development side first and foremost, but it's not uh, unthinkable with our PlayStation productions effort that we explore opportunities, Holes says. Sony increased its stake in Katakawa to 14%, uh, 14.09% earlier this year, and many wonder what the purpose of the increased investment may be. We still don't know for sure, but now we know a potential from software TV show or movie might be in the cards. PlayStation Production uh, is Sony's relatively newly established division that is reasonable for adapting, uh, ad- uh, adapting uh, PlayStation games for TV and film. One of its first big productions was the Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Upcoming productions include Gran Turismo and Ghost of Tsushima films. So hearing Gran this... Turismo? Yeah, that one I have no... Uh, that one I have no... Uh, 
Isn't no. that just the Daytona 500? Just the movie version of it? We had what, Days of Thunder with my, my, Tom Cruise. My, my assumption is that <laughs> it's going to be something similar like of the Fast Five series. Like they're going to oh, make God. because honestly, Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo in general doesn't even really have a plot. Like it's just uh, you're in the car, uh, you're racing, all that good stuff. Okay, so, so I, I have think, a question. I think, yeah, is it the first few Fast and Furious, or is it the ones where their cars are in space? The later, no. the later. It's, the last it'll one be, it'll where be. they, where they launched the Corvette into space, or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> he just no, like, it, like, it'll be. <laughs> it, I think I think it'll be like. I, and again, I don't know what that will necessarily look like. I don't know what that will necessarily look like because ultimately, Gran Turismo is all about the cars in general. So as long as the races are good and the plot is decent, I think that I think that movie's going to be fine. I don't think it's going to turn heads. I don't think it's going to blow up the media or anything like that. But I think it's just going to be fine. Ghost of Tsushima one is the one that I am actually excited about. Okay, I, I can see, see a that, Ghost especially. of Tsushima one. Yeah, that's definitely one that you can easily do. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I mean, like well, honestly, that that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. I love the Last Samurai. So if we were to have something like this about more of the actual like origins of Tsushima, which is a real place and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, I think that that would be very interesting right. following the uh, following the story of Sakai and everything like that. Gran Turismo, oh, you straight you. up could just make you a brand you. new. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It might it might be a series or it might be a movie or yeah, I'm not sure about that one. But I'd say a I, 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 I definitely get away with that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be very interesting as far as how they're going to do that. But my question to you guys, if this is what they're planning on doing, is going to be a movie or a series? How do you guys feel about a Bloodborne movie? Huh. I'd have you know to I mean? say maybe TV series. To be honest, yeah, I was about to say this. This is no. this is not going to be a World of Warcraft instance to where you know it just came no, out no, and no, disappeared. No, no. This is either going to be a is, really good one, or it's going to be a Super Mario Brothers incident. My question is now: if it is a blood, like pretend there's a Bloodborne series officially announced, right? It's coming to yeah. Amazon Prime or something like that. Let's say that that happens. Is it going to have characters in there that's going to be very Games of Thrones-ish and Attack on Titan and Walking Dead to where they're going to die and you don't know who's going to die? Is that how you can you get the Bloodborne effect there? No. You probably would go for kind of maybe a Berserk maybe style too with it. A even, very, even for Berserk. Uh, even for Berserk, they had people that died on that initial party and you were not expecting them to die. Well, yeah, no, the initial party you're going to have die, but the main character is not, because the main character is the one that kind of carries through. You know, like, there was a lot of bosses or people that you fought in there that were actually original people. Yeah, they were you know? actually good So, you, you know, you could do it towards the beginning of the Hunters, like with the old Hunters, you'll see where everything started to go mad and all, and it's like this like this one Hunter, this group just trying to, to navigate up to that point of Bloodborne, you know? Do that before story point, you know, towards like you're getting into, you know, the whole blood ritual where they actually, you know, you know I don't want to do a spoiler for those who haven't played and you don't know, want to, but you know, especially in the old DLC, it's like you know when they committed the sin and then started the nightmares and everything with the church and then the college, you know, it's just there's a lot of lore there that you could make a very good tier- TV series off of. 
And yeah, I would say a lot of people are definitely going to die. You know, it's it's one of the main aspects of Bloodborne. It's kind of in the name, blood. Blood's going to run, you know. So uh, I'll shut up, though, and let Nineball talk, because he definitely looks like he's excited to say something. When I was listening to you, it, it hit me pretty good. To be honest, this would not do good as a TV show. This is one of those ones I would say would be 100% in anime. This one would have very much a dark anime feel to it. I feel like it would be much better like that than them trying to put it in a TV form. So I'm going to ask you, which one do you think would actually be better? A live action TV show or an anime? So when you actually bring that up, so here's the thing. So we've kind of seen with a lot of like these Resident Evil movies and stuff like that, you know, all these vampire, walking dead, you know, all that stuff to where they've got kind of the aspect down in terms of like that genre to kind of incorporate in for Bloodborne in a way, you know, so like you mean aspects are, you know, the beast blood, the fury of that at the beginning, then you've got the poison one for the snakes and all that. You've got a lot of that, which you could easily do CGI's and all. I think you could do it, but to be honest, I feel like with the anime though, you would have a lot more control of that fantasy aspect, and they would probably be able to blend more in with it. Um, do I think that they could do better one or the other? Um, I would have to really say it depends upon who the studio is behind it, to be completely honest, because that's kind of one of the biggest things people tend to see, is not just that, oh, this would be better in this adaptation or this adaptation. Like, to be honest, this one can run on both. It just depends upon who's the one directing, you know, the style, the art directors behind it and all. That's the big concern. So, um, but we're going to go ahead and finish that. Moving. No, okay. What's up, my guy? <laughs> so, I, so I was about to say, as you said that, I was sitting here thinking about it and I have, I think it will be more successful as an anime, but I think it'll be more interesting as a live action. And hear me out. Mm. This is what I mean by this. Okay. Um, in the anime aspect, I do think, again, it'll be super successful. But when I think about other animes that's kind of in that genre, I don't think it would stand out necessarily. Because you have a Devil May Cry anime. You do have a Castlevania anime. You know I mean? You, like, you have these different styles of animes that kind of already feel like they're in that genre already. I don't see anything live-action-wise that's to like the last, the only thing that I can think of that's Bloodborne like style, that's like a movie or a series, would be that movie uh, Van Helsing. That's the only. That's the only thing I can kind of think of that's in that same. That gives me that. And outside of that, I can't really think of anything else. I mean, even the the movie uh, Sucker Punch, that that did that, like I that was still Sucker Punch. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Um, I, I'm right there with you. I wouldn't either. But that's the only thing I can really think of. At this time, that would kind of even come close to Helsing. Sandman, I think Helsing's probably the closest you would get. Sandman, to me, sort of in that vein because it does deal with the waking and dreaming, but it's not nearly as, let's say, dark, violent, or anything like that. I feel like mm. it would kind of be like that mixed with some Game of Thrones in there for me personally, because you did have the waking and dreaming worlds in Bloodborne. And the same it depends upon when what's what aspect they're doing though. The waking and dreaming worlds was mainly used when the hunts were really trying to get were really getting really really bad, 
And that's kind of like where Bloodborne takes place in is your hunt, is your someone taking place in that dream to try and end the nightmare. This, I would probably say, would probably be. I, to me, just I feel like you've got more chance of really bringing people in, possibly with kind of like you know how Edge Runner is. Edge Runner is before Cyberpunk truly takes place. Yeah, uh, I feel like you know you could get you could definitely do it to where we learn more about you know Vic uh, Amelia, the first Hunters. Um, I've already forgot her name, the one from the Clock Tower, the one that is just such a nasty fight in the DLC. But like the, the original Hunters, the ones that you actually learn about inside of Bloodborne. I think it'd be really good to see them going up into that aspect of getting of creating that nightmare, which causes Bloodborne to become the problem and become the effect to cause all this to happen in Yarnum and all that. So um, I could definitely see that. And I feel like you know like you you could do it either way, you know, because like Edge Runner is doing doing it really well, you know, with its with its showing everything on Netflix. You know, like if you've got a good studio behind it, I feel like they could pull it off. I feel like animations, so you can get away with a lot more blood and gore. And you really kind of can sometimes with a lot of these um, live action films because of the um, the film industry and you know their rules and settings. But I feel like you could definitely also get more of a personal touch, a personal like connection relation with these people if you made it like that <clears throat> real, kind of like The Witcher in a way, you know, The Witcher series. So I feel like they could go either way. I'm just going to go back to my original statement of I feel like it will just depend upon. If they do this, what studio they choose to use and who's behind the art direction and everything, I think is going to be the biggest um, points to try and drive this into a good story, regardless of if it's an animation or if it's a live action. Um, Agreed. So, I mean, and here's another side sign. This is just a complete shoot nine ball, like, not nine ball. This is a Hail Mary, like, out in the way, you know, scratch the nine ball off the table. You know, sorry, nine ball. Um <laughs> But it's like, you know, you could do, it's like where the first parts, if you are going to have the nightmare in there, you could do the first part in real life. And then when you go into the nightmare, you've got that animation aspect because it's a nightmare point. But, you know, most people would actually kind of want to do maybe like a pan's labyrinth type of thing where it's like, you know, they're yeah. both, like you can't tell the difference between the two, which to be honest would be more to Bloodborne's aspect because you can't tell the difference between the waking and the, the dreaming world. So, you would need deception action kind of, right there. Well, yeah. you would need probably some kind of director like that that would really do something like that. Like, yeah, yeah I think the director of this, uh, like whoever made Deception, I think that would actually mix them with other support. Obviously, I think I think that Deception was was fantastically written because again, Leonardo DiCaprio played that role very well, and it was like, is this reality? Is like when they when the movie ended, the and the coin was just spinning. You're like. Uh, is he in reality? <laughs> like they they made the viewer themselves kind of question it. So I think that'd be very cool. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to ask. Uh, well, one thing I want to point out as we move on over to the last sub story of the main core stories, um, and I, and I want to reiterate, Herman Holst did say you should think of collaborations of game development side first and foremost. So before we do that, obviously this looks like it's more of like talking about movies and shows and everything like that. But does this mean that we are potentially going to be getting a Bloodborne 2 or a Bloodborne remake with PlayStation? Um, I feel like with that one, like I was bringing up with that, um, to be honest, it depends on where the movie's at. If if he goes the Mildewy route and it comes out before, which... When he spoke about it, it makes a lot more sense to do that than 
mm-hmm. go from the game's perspective. Like, you know, what they're doing with... Um, Edge Runner. Yeah, well, with Edge Runner, well, or like I'm talking about with... Um, what is that, The Last of Us? I feel like... Yeah. Um, I feel like, to be honest, that this is going to be... They could, but I would have to see. I'm going going ahead, going ahead, Flash. You go ahead. This this actually this actually goes into the story number three, so, uh, the, the last story. So before I say that, yeah, they have a HBO series for The Last of Us, and then they had the remake that just recently came out, right? Mm-hmm. Ne- story number the last story that we're talking about is a Horizon Zero Dawn remake that's going to be have a PS5 version. But guess what's coming out after that? Not even that, like, it sounds like it's not going to be that much further behind it, but that's going to be the Netflix series of Horizon. So that's already in... Yeah, that's actually... That is something that is facts. Like, that's actually happening with Netflix. Yeah, I just was reading... uh, What was I reading about? Because another one's coming out with a... The Medium's coming out with a series as well. From mm -hmm. the same people that did the Witcher series, they're doing the Medium series. But I, I rewind all that to say, going back to our sub story number three, if it's being, if PlayStation Productions is looking at it this way, their IPs as also filmmaking opportunities, then that is, we very well could get a Bloodborne anime. But before that Bloodborne anime or movie or live action series comes out, comes out a Bloodborne remake. Yeah, I just basically, well, the reason why I brought up the anime and real, real one is because. Of how the two mediums operate, like like I said, the last right. of us operates really well as a real life show because of the setting and how it's mainly grounded in reality. Yeah, the yeah, and it really works as a live action TV show if it's done right. And like I said, I'm still happy they put Troy Baker in there because he's such a talented voice actor. And you know, I haven't beaten the game, but his voice acting really outdid himself in that game. And a lot of people don't. I'm, they basically like. I love sound. Sound is probably one of my favorite things in soundtracks. Music and voice acting and sound plays a big part in there. And the same goes for in live action acting and stuff. So that's the reason why I brought it up because I feel more like this one can be over the top with like the creatures being enormously big and stuff and crazy battles and sometimes that lends itself sometimes better to anime mm. because of, you know, anime can, most of the time it's known for that. What, you don't want yeah. Michael Bay in here? No, we don't want Michael <laughs> uh, Every creature explode. <laughs> <laughs> Just like story number four, every creature could explode with story number four on here, Dan, both this from GameSpot says, Horizon Zero Dawn could be getting a significant upgrade as a new port, as a new report claims that the accessibility features Graphic modes and quality of life improvements of the gameplay itself will bring Guerrilla Games' 2017 title up to the similar standards as its 2022 sequel, Horizon Forbidden West. As spotted by MP First and uh, corroborated by BGC, new uh, character models, lighting, and animations will reportedly be added alongside a suite of accessibility options, essentially balancing between being both a remake and a remaster of the process. Um, several of these upgrades can be found on the PC version of the Horizon Zero Dawn that was released in 2020, although the game mostly reused the same assets as the PS4 edition. So, and there's also another thing I want to throw out there too as well. I didn't include it here. 
just because I didn't know how much time we would actually have. But um, on, uh, on a side note, it, it looks like that the developers, uh, Guerrilla Games, is working on a, another entry for Horizon that is multiplayer. And the way that they had explained that is that it's going to be very similar to a Monster Hunter style, but with the big freaking monsters and stuff like that that they have in the Horizon world. Yeah, I, it's going to be very you interesting. Thund- you got Thunder Jaws and a bunch of stuff, and if you go into Forbidden West territory, you got some bigger boys out there that are just yeah. So just throwing, so throwing that out there, but hearing this, um. A, a straight up, pretty much from the ground up, PS5 version remake of Horizon Zero Dawn. Not the Final Fantasy VII remake treatment, but more of the Resident Evil 2 remake treatment. Where are you guys at for this? Does Do you think that this needs to happen when the game itself was just five years old? Um, or uh, like, like what's I, I have my opinion and I have my answer about it, but I, I'm curious to see what you guys have to say about it first before I spew out my my knowledge as far as what I believe is Sony's doing here for this particular IP. Oh, I kind of want to hear his opinion first, Nineball. What do you think? Uh, I'll go first. <laughs> Nineball's like, uh, no. <laughs> you, you, said, you said you'll go first? Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> He's like, nah. Okay, <laughs> okay I'm going to make this short. I'm going to say no. Um, This one <laughs> is actually fine. I don't know why they have to remake this. It's sort of like in the same vein sometimes where a game is good and they keep remaking it. I mean, yeah, I praise Dead Space, but Dead Space came out in 2008. This is a 2017 game, and it doesn't look that bad. I mean, do we really need a remake? And it's sort of like sometimes in the vein of, like, for example, like, I'm, like I was going off about, la- was it last week I was going off about the um, what is that? The Last of Us remake? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have a PlayStation 3 version, a remake for the PlayStation 4, and then they got a remake for a PlayStation 5. This yeah. is going down that same route. Like, do we really need, like, another remake? The graphics are fine right now. They don't look bad. I'm trying to bring it up now on uh, uh, Steam, but um, I think it's actually one of the top sellers on Steam. Uh, well, I'll look that up later, but um, anyways, for me, the game <laughs> the game looks fine. It's it, pretty good gameplay. I don't think it really needs a massive update. And what are they going to charge it at? It's the most important part. Are you going to charge a full $70 yep. for a five-year-old game? Like, And the graphics on the other one ain't that bad. Well, that and that that's the thing. Uh, well, first and foremost, Mildew, permission to go second. <laughs> permission granted. Okay, so... That's the thing, is that this is not going to be technically a five-year-old game because they're completely remaking it, completely remaking it. So it's going to be a 2023 game, so they're going to charge you 70 bucks for it, which it's neither here nor there. Here's why I think that PlayStation is doing this. Um, PlayStation slash Guerrilla Games. Me, personally, before Forbidden West came out, I recently beat... Like, the day before it came out, I beat Horizon Forbidden West. The day before Forbidden West came out. Or, or, or Zero Dawn. The day before oh, Forbidden West sorry. came out. Yeah, so with that being said, me just being hot off of it, like, yes, there's a graphical increase there. And yes, it was much more stunning and everything like that. 
but I didn't need a remake or a remaster of Horizon Zero Dawn because I, I literally just played it. It looks beautiful, looks gorgeous still, plays well. It doesn't need to happen. Here's where my theory is kind of going. I am no longer the target audience for this remake. The target audience are for people that's getting themselves a PS5. They look on the shelf. They're like, huh, I want to get Horizon Forbidden West. And then they see the, or, yeah, or Horizon Zero Dawn. And then they see that there's a Horizon Zero Dawn PS4 version. And they're like, oh, like, I can't play that on my PS5, can I? You know what I mean? Those are going to be those very casual uh, gamers, not the ones that like know that you can play PS4 games on your PS5. They're going to see that title. They go like PS4. I don't have a PS4. I just got this PS5. Let me go and get something else. So I think that that I think that's one of the reasons why. And then two, it is going to be again in compliant to, like I said, if assuming with with Horizon uh, Zero Dawn remake happening, and it sounds like it's going to be 2023. That is kind of telling me that they're doing this to try to get it as close as possible to the Horizon Netflix series. They want to tie it together. We saw what Edge Runner did to a game that pretty much died. That game was dead. No one, no one was really tr- truly playing it. Um, yeah, it, was, it was actually coming back up even before Edge Runner. I think Edge Runner just really gave it that power. Edge Runner, Edge Runner massively boosted it. Massively boosted it. I would say it uh, definitely yeah, gave it a massive boost, but it was still on its own road to recovery. It's still alive. It was still and I won't let you take that away from me. Don't listen, away from me. Ball. Don't, let, don't listen to him, Nineball. He's okay, talking to Ohio lie. again. He's it, it talking was to Ohio coming. again. It needed a bounce back. I mean, yeah, it was on a. I will give you that. Cyberpunk was on the bounce back, but um, Edge Runner helped to take it to its next level. Because now they're talking about. I'm reading right here. They're talking about a Cyberpunk 2077 sequel in a new Witcher game. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was part. Of, yeah, that was part of the articles that they were talking about before. But like, n- literally, Edge Runner gave that game that franchise life again. Yeah, like, but at least and even, like, even if it was even if it was on the uptick, as you guys are saying, even if it was on the uptick, Edge Runner made it made it get to that point much faster than it would have been without yeah, it, it was just a, it existing. was basically an adrenaline shot to it. Yeah, I'll give you that exactly. It was, it like, was yeah, it was Ugh. it was a huge boost, and now they're seeing concurrent players. Yeah, now they're seeing they're seeing concurrent players. They're seeing a million concurrent players weekly now, which is something beautiful and great but like i think that i think that these studios in the companies are seeing that and they're like all right witcher is is doing great and the, and and witcher 3 is selling more than than before whatever the case is let's go ahead and try to pump more of these video uh video game movies slash series adaptations and then trying to get more people inside the ecosystem that way so that's what i think that playstation strategy is which is why we have the Last of Us remake that just recently happened, beginning of next year, at some point, we're going to have the HBO series. That's going to have more people inside of like, hey, now that I watch the series, let me go ahead and pick up the game. I want to play The Last of Us now. I, I think that's what they're doing here with Horizon. Because again, we have Horizon again, we have Horizon that's going to be happening. We got people that's going to be watching the Netflix show for the first time ever. Never even touched the game. But after they watch the show. You know, after they watch the show, assuming it's great and fantastic or whatever, and they're like, you know what? I like this. Uh, this is a PlayStation Studio uh, a movie. 
that I know PlayStation, they make games. Let me go ahead and pick up the game. Bam. Now you had the PS5 version that you just resold for 60, 70 bucks. You know really what I mean? So, how, oh, sorry. I'm trying to really think no, of no, no. all the stuff they can do for it. Like, I know they can update the graphics a bit, but I think the graphics will fine. I'm probably going to think of more down the line of ray tracing. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, ray tracing and, is definitely going to be one. Character models yeah. are going to be different. And well, the load times will be greatly reduced and stuff. Yeah, especially, well, there yeah. really wasn't much load time anyways with Zero um, Dawn because it was a massive open world. The main load times you might have had were between mm. some cutscenes. Going inside dungeons. Well, there wasn't too much going inside that stuff. So a lot of it's mainly just going to be rendering, ray tracing, which is ray tracing Z death maps on the character models to get more um, like life to them. Um, yep. Get more of the. Incorporate more of the dual sense. Yeah, dual sets, uh, more um, smooth transactions with videos, with the uh, cutscenes and all. Um, some of the times where you have some of those areas where you do have a little bit of a load, you know, if you've got like a main storyline or something that has like in and outdoors, if at all. Um, other than that, that's really not much. I'm also kind of curious about this statement that they said about quality of life improvements. So I'm wondering, you know, what they've added. But I like a lot of. No, no, there was really, a, there was not a ton of glitches, but there there were uh, stuff like mm-hmm. fast traveling, like that you could do in uh, Forbidden West that you couldn't do in uh, Zero Dawn and stuff like that. Like just small little things, just to kind of make it to where you don't have to walk from from one side of the map all the way to the other side of the well, map and stuff like that. See, I saw nothing wrong with just hopping on and board and just you know. Right I'm right there with you too. Yeah, just yeah. I, I don't I don't mind that too, but I know a lot of people were complaining about that. I know, I know, it's, you know. Anyways, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the greeting. Um, for me, I mean, it doesn't really bother me that they're doing this. What I mainly think of when I see them doing this is kind of just brings me back to some stuff I've heard about games coming forward for the PlayStation system is that they're only going to be um, launching for the five. So your their game companies are starting to kind of cut off going backwards on the four, you know, mainly doing stuff on the five with it, like you said, kind of the newer graphics, the newer, you know, resolutions and all that, the better speeds and everything, you know, they've got the fives, you know, why would they want an older game like the four in there when they could have the newer version, you know, regardless of what's cheaper or not. So, um, literally, I feel like they're more or less just taking, trying to take advantage of that um, to really um like get it to those people like you said you know who are not us the old target audience who came from the four it's mainly those that are mainly coming straight to the five and don't have anything transfer over to the four you know yeah um yeah it would be nice if they offered a way for those who had it on the four if we could do like an upgrade price instead of an actual full buy but you know we'll have to see um i kind of we're we're not i I can almost guarantee you right now we're not going to get that Mm-hmm. As best I could, I go guarantee you we're not going to get the um the free upgrade. If, I never if, said free. If we, if they, I never if, said free. I said if we could have a discounted upgrade price, it'd be nice. But you know, no, I will oh, free. Discounted, yeah. discounted as in zero. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that's what I said. We're not. Yeah, we're not going to get that. But go ahead. I mean, I kind of also kind of agree. Like, you know, they could be doing it with, you know, correlation to the news about their Netflix series, which is, you know, very scary for me. Um, and the main reason for that is just in the aspect of you've got giant ass 
you know, freaking transformer dinosaur mechs walking around the planes and everything, you know, able to stomp on people and kill them hardcore and all. It's like, you know, it just takes, it just makes me think of the Monster Hunter movie. I'm like, and how badly that was yeah. done. Yeah, oh, I, I'm, I'm oh, throwing that God. out there, Nineball, oh, as a relation. God, like, if they do, do that. If, no, I'm doing that. I'm putting don't it out there that. as a warning. I'm putting it out there as a warning. You know, they no, can go that route. Going out to make me sick. I'm about to disconnect. <laughs> I'm throwing it out there because man. that's what I'm afraid of. You know, <laughs> that's what I am literally afraid of of them doing is pulling something like that. So, you that know, they've only talked. That was never a monster hurt a movie. <laughs> so I, I personally, if, if they've talked more... about this, I'm like, I, I'll wait to see more. You better not say you liked uh-huh. it. You uh, better not see you like it, Flash. Uh, but it's just, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, that's, that's the oh, concern okay. for me is when you've got, like, you know, humans going with these giant creatures and all. It's like, they did, like, and people are like, well, they did it with Transformers. You know, they had Transformers in there and they did those fine. I'm like, yeah, but that was, you know, those groupings. You know, Transformers, its own set. You're talking about in an actual, like, made up world, like a world that has to be almost CGI'd or, like, you have to go to different locations to do because it is not New York City's backdrop, you know, that you could just take a picture off of you know, Google and use. You can't do that with this. So, you've got a lot well, of actually, stuff. Actually, you, actually you technically kind of could. No, the because, towers are because, gone. <laughs> you know, oh. Everything's dead. You know, Central Park doesn't exist anymore. It's currently a, it's a giant cesspool. Anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> actually, I've, uh, I've already forgotten where uh, Zero Dawn started to take place in. I, uh, I think Anyways, San Francisco, uh, didn't it? No. You went towards San Francisco, which is the West, which is where Forbidden West came from. I want to say, oh, no, yeah. it was in the, uh, Yellowstone. It was around the Yellowstone Park area. Sorry. I remember that. They actually, I think you were, you could go into one of the spots which was around Yellowstone Park area. So, my bad. It's Midwest is probably is where they're at. Um, but, which at that point, you probably could get away with it, you know, because it's a lot of outdoor stuff there, but it's like, you're talking apocalyptic. Like, this stuff is different and changed and all. So, there's a lot you got to do there. I, I more or less see that Netflix series being kind of like a CGI animated or an anime version, you know, just because there's a lot in there that is very um, playing around with a lot of different you know, aspects and tools, like, you know, using parts of these creatures to create weaponry and stuff. Not like, you know, some of it definitely feels like it could be very made up, especially with some of the stuff from these creatures, like, you know, the blowbacks and, you know, a lot of these other, you know, Flying creatures like the stormbirds and all, like you know, there, there's a lot in there, you know, that's very sci fi, you know, fantasy style. Um, but you know, apologies for the tirade there, but back onto the game. I do I feel like they need to do it, not really, but I can understand why they're doing it just to get on that bandwagon of let's upgrade this to the five version for those that are going off of four and onto the five and want to keep up that advanced graphics on the five because yes, they look phenomenal still even on the old 4 version. But when you talk about giving like the 5 version treatment, that's where people are like, ooh, shiny, you know? So Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm right there. Again, like, it, it's it's kind of a bittersweet thing. Like, yes, I get what you guys are doing. You guys are making everything for current gen. It's no longer next gen. It's literally current gen now. Um, but the, the bitter part is that, like, for this particular story, I'm just not the target audience, which is what every consumer wants they want to be the target audience for the product that they're interested in so i mean this sounds interesting it's just it's just coming a little too early like i again five years ago is when the game came out i i believe i could be wrong about this but i think even horizon 
uh, uh, Zero Dawn is even part of the PlayStation Plus collection. So it's just yeah. like, yeah. I'm so it's excited. like they already, yeah, they already have it on the because I know that Last of Us, the remastered, it is on the PlayStation Plus collection. So when they just made a PS5 version of it, it's almost like, do you really need to do this? And and again, like and to Paris Lily's point from kind of funny, like he he was also in the camp that was like, do you really need to do this? They got a, a review code and played it, and he's just like, no, like I can. This is the definitive way to play is the upgraded version. Um, so like, so I can see why they did it. However, if you played it before and you're not fiending for it, like right now, then this like just I wouldn't I wouldn't if you don't see yourself replaying the game again, don't pick up the PS5 version. And that's kind of where I'm at right right now with Zero Dawn. I don't see myself replaying that over again, so I'm not going to pick up the PS5 version. And is and I'm happy for those that are going to be jumping inside the PS5 and for the first time ever, they're going to go ahead and be able to experience that at the at the optimum uh, uh, specs and all that. But yeah, Her, uh, literally just sounds says uh, Horizon Forbidden uh, Forbidden West uh, would would be super underwhelming. Oh hey there then. I'm just gonna need you to take yourself over to kill them for Dino Mix, don't you know? <laughs> Midwest. Midwest. Yeah, he, he even, like I said it was Midwest. like he's like, I was saying, you know, it, it was like the setting for Zero Dawn was around the Midwest area, I feel like, because I feel like you went to mm-hmm. at least I think you went to the Yellowstone ish or something national park. Like there was one of the park like um info cabins there. I just I, I'm already blanking on it because it's been a I said about five years since I probably played it. You know, I have gone yeah. back occasionally here and there just because it's fun. It's a really fun game. Um, it just the replayability aspect is only like you know that, and then new game plus, and then you know, you're kind of done. In a way, it doesn't have right. like those choice-based ones. You know, like Dragon Age, Mass Effect, or some of the other games where it's like you know you can have multiple playthroughs because you have different choices. So, but all in all, it is a good game. Uh, Sign says, can you imagine like Minnesotan characters in that universe though? Oh, I definitely can. I can definitely see, you know, them coming out of the, you know, the the crucibles and all and everything and just been like, yeah, damn. They've been fucked up. <laughs> you know, totally. You know, who wants some I will, cheese? I, will, cheese? I don't know. <laughs> I will. I will say. I will say. Kind of going back to your uh, your concern. Like, I get where your concern is at because, again, video game and anime adaptations, their live action movies and series, hasn't always been the greatest. I completely understand where you're coming from on that. I I will say though that me personally, until proven wrong, I have more faith in this one just because it still is like PlayStation's thing. Like this is this is not like this is not like a, a friggin' what's it called uh, Death Note, where it's a fantastic anime s- series as a, as a general, uh, and then was handed on over to somebody that just did not know what the heck, heck they were doing, and they just have a well, terrible uh, live action movie. Here's the thing: we're bringing up messed up animes. Let's talk about some. <laughs> Maybe they'll turn into the last Avatar. The, well, that, that's that, This is what I'm talking about: is that all like all those anime. All those anime, uh, uh, all those anime adaptations that, or video game adaptations, even that became live action movies, like for the most part, they weren't underneath the same exact. Like, for uh, uh, no. Nickelodeon wasn't the one that made the Last Airbender movie. Now, no, would it have been any better? No, I'm just saying it. But would it have been any better? Eh, we don't know. But I would, hey, I would have faith that. Have. You- 
I, well, well, I'm just saying, I would have more faith that Nickelodeon would have done a better movie, better movie than what came out before. You know, what I mean, that's kind of where yeah, I'm at right now. Is that movies. no? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm again, again. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not saying it's guaranteed. I'm not saying that's going to be a guarantee. Yeah, I'm just saying out. in general. You said what? I think he's already. Oh, got you said another one's coming out. out. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I, again, I'm not. I'm not saying that's going to be a guaranteed hit. I'm just saying that the likelihood of it failing that hard is going to be less. Because again, going back on over to the Uncharted movie that came out, like I, I played all of the Uncharted games and I beat all the Uncharted games. And yeah, Uncharted just feels like before, a red that you know, like just the standard shoot 'em up movie. Though it's there's and, really no fantastic it, it, elements to it, you know. Yeah, and and you and you are again to a to a T. You are correct about that. And when I went to go see the movie, like was uh uh friggin' um Tom Holland uh Nathan Drake to me? Eh, like he was funny. Was he necessarily Nathan Drake? Not exactly, but the acting was still pretty good, and the direction was still pretty good. Mark Wahlberg as Sully, uh, not exactly Sully to me because again, me playing as the gamer, watching it as a movie, it wasn't a one for one. But it, but I saw where they were going for that. It was entertaining for me. But then on my wife, on the other hand, she saw it, completely has no idea about the game itself, and she thought it was a fantastic movie. So just one yeah. of those things where it's just like it's just. I think that there's still love and care that's put behind it. It's just what can they do with it, and it'll be different. It'll be a challenge for Horizon because, like you said. There's mechs. They're all giants and stuff like that. CGI and everything like that. It's going to have to be yeah, a major. The They're going to have to drop some money onto the budget. Yeah, but the, yeah, yeah. I hear where you're coming from. You know, Malachi. The only thing I got to say though is, you know, just to be that, just to be that Debbie Downer. It could stay <laughs> in the same that, studio. It, it could be in almost in the bestest of studios. Doesn't mean they give it the bestest of teams. You know, and that's, so, that's literally what I was just. That's what I, I was just saying just now. Is that it doesn't yeah. guarantee that's going to be a masterpiece. Yeah, it's no, just it's, likely it will be better yeah. than if it was given to somebody else. That's and that's what I'm we saying. can. That's all we can hope for. You know, but that's why I said you know I'm not going to like rate it or anything. It's just it's it gave me some concerns. You know, with as I called out, you know, Monster Hunter PTSD. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, it just yeah, you know, just it was just flashbacks, flashbacks. It's like no, don't do this to a game <laughs> I love. You know that movie that like, I watched it with kids. Like I watched it with the kids on my niece's birthday. Oh, and to be honest, it it the kids they had no idea what it was about. So they well, what what movie? movie? Monster, Monster Hunter. Hunter World. Oh, the Monster Hunter movie. It. They made. <laughs> Um, but um, my yeah, thing I, with um, oh sorry, going ahead. I know I was just gonna reset. You know, it gave me the concerns, but I'm hoping for like the best thing ever because Horizon is just a fantastic game, guys. It is story worthy. Like, there's a lot in it that just makes you really kind of connect to these people and all that are in here and this whole situation that's going on with the world. Because just to kind of throw it out there, if you guys don't know anything about the Horizon universe, is that Horizon takes place after the world kind of effed itself up. You know, like, we got too compliant with stuff. We built robot AIs trying to, you know, make ourselves better and all, and then everything just went to shits. And a lot of it was kind of based on, like, you know, big corporation bosses of the one, like, in charge who built a lot of this stuff and all that. And everything just started snowballing. And the world started dying, and then, like, now they had to, like, try and, like, you know, find a way of, like, you know, keeping everyone alive. And they did this whole arc type thing with the world, and shit's still going on even afterwards. And it's a fantastic story, guys. So a lot of deep lore in the past, a lot of stuff going on in the current, into the future, and 
Yeah, I just I've already played through Zero Dawn. TBF Abyss is actually platinum. Did I'm uh, right behind them, so um, we're actually waiting for. We're definitely believing there's three coming out, so can't wait to see what happens. You know, maybe it's a Horizon Zero, um, Horizon World. You know, something I don't know. We'll see. A uh, couple fun ones here, real quick, for you guys before we dip on out for the day. Uh, Final number one, Nintendo Direct for Mario. It's going to be the Mario movie itself. Eddie Makuch from GameSpot says, Nintendo has announced its next Nintendo Direct, and it's coming soon. The event will take place this Thursday, October 6th, and will be forced, uh, will be focused on the Super Mario Brothers movie. The first trailer for the movie will uh, make its debut, and presumably the broadcast will uh, include the other news and updates around the film. There will be no game announcements, however. The beginning, the event begins at 1.05 p.m. Pacific time, which is 4.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we already knew the first trailer for uh, for the film was coming this week during the New York Comic Con. Uh, as announced previously, the trailer will re- premiere on October 6th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and with the Nintendo Direct event set to begin five minutes later. Aces is going to hyperventilate. We were just talking about video game movies. So, again, this is underneath the umbrella of Nintendo. We'll see how this goes. And hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully it's a good one. Yeah, if you saw the last Super Mario Brothers with Dennis Hopper. What's the name? Uh, uh, Peach comes through with, like, guns and saying, we got to go save the world at the very end or something like that. Yeah. I just yeah, gotta yeah, answer that one about. Goomba playing that song. Ain't got no water anywhere. <laughs> oh my god! One, one number two. Oh god, it's one, one number two. We have is PlayStation Plus games. Stephen Petit from uh, Gamespot says this in the article: the PlayStation Plus free games lineup for October 2022 goes live today, October 4th. All PlayStation Plus subscribers can claim Hot Wheels Unleashed. Injustice 2, and Super Hot throughout October. Overall, this is a solid lineup of freebies, so make sure you snag them while you can. So if you guys haven't done so already, go ahead and add it to your library. Injustice um, 2 is pretty good. It's, it's, uh, we've, I played that. I heard, the, I heard the story is really good. I heard the story is really it, good on that one. Injustice story, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I mean, it's basically, basically Joker kills what Superman's family and he snaps. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know like, there's different uh, universes. I know there's one where it's like, you know, they just snap already, but it's like, you know, the villains then have to try and be like the good guys almost and it's kinda weird. Well it's hilarious. <laughs> after the Joker killed her, um basically Superman snaps, kills the Joker, and then takes over and basically says, I'm gonna do the laws from now on which causes heroes to take sides. So you got some with Superman because Joker basically, after he killed his family, nuked all of Metropolis, oh, yeah. and basically, some he takes, he goes, no, no, this is stopping. I'm basically doing the law. The law, I'm doing, I'm dealing with the law. Yeah, I don't lost your ability to do the law. You're gonna be judged by me, and he starts killing a lot of people. Superman goes into a tangent. So it's basically Team Superman. Versus Batman side because Batman stands here and goes, no, no, we can't. There has to be a line, otherwise you're more or less a dictator. So you got some uh, heroes that go with Superman, yeah, some that go with Batman. It's a pretty good story. I believe they have a show. Yeah, they have a series on it already, like an animated series called Injustice 
I want to say it's on HBO Max. So if you have HBO Max, you can check it out. So silent in the okay. chat says, "Nah, Joker gets Superman to accidentally kill Lois." And he yeah, gets that, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he tricks him into killing Lois, and then he de- he placed a bomb in her, and he didn't know that she was pregnant with her son. With oh, son. that that one that hit me. That hit me. Okay, yeah. I'm about to check this out, man. That that hit me. Yeah, it, it was. Um, Joker and Superman is, after is, that just snaps. Like Batman catches the Joker and Superman just flies into the interrogation room and just kills him right I don't, there. On I, don't, the I don't I don't I don't blame him. I don't blame him. A lot of people bit. actually in that one didn't blame Superman for that oh, one no, at all. No. Just, he goes at it and he goes, No, no, this is and he take basically takes full control over the world. Yeah, he pretty much goes full dictator, which is the problem. Full dictator. He goes basically goes to take over the world at this point. And it's basically Batman's crew who's trying to stop Superman from doing world domination. And yeah, versus who's like, no, like we're done with Superman. I think it's Superman Wonder Woman, because Wonder Woman goes with sides with Superman. Cyborg, I believe, sides with Superman. Um, I think mm. Supergirl sides with Batman. Harley Quinn sides with Batman. He pulls some of the villains, and he basically tells them, "You either side Superman pulls the villains. Basically, you either side with me, I'm gonna kill you." That, that's basically your mm. demands right now. Uh, Robin, that's right. Robin sides with Superman. Yeah, I was about to say when you said Harley Quinn sided with Batman and Supergirl sided with Batman. That's when I was like, "All right, Robin or Nightwing, whoever it's going to be, is probably Nightwing side." I can't remember. I think Nightwing. Is Nightwing? I don't think Nightwing's even in there. I think he. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I Flash knows I, don't know. I know Flash sides with Batman and goes, no, Superman, you didn't mm. gone too far, bro. You, yeah. you can't go for a domination. I know they've got the comic series, The Gods Among Us one. Yeah, Injustice um, Gods Among Us. Yeah, they it's got that comic. Very um, trying to figure out the team splits. Um, um, Shazam sides with. Superman? Yeah, he's with, I would say he's with Superman. But a lot of them picks out. It's a very interesting story. It's one of those what-if storylines, though. All it's the non-supers a, got uh, these, like, super pills to make them able to compete. Supes yeah. ends up getting incredibly violent, even toward people who are, quote-unquote, with him. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I'll... I'll check this out. It's like it's. I can add it to my PlayStation Plus library now. So I'm after hearing that, I am a little bit more excited to check that out because I just I just chalked it up as a fighting game and that was it. But it's no, going to be a little bit more of a actual, plot line it to it. Actual story. It has yeah, an actual story. Yeah, that's plot. I'm probably going to. Yeah, that's that that's making me. Game. That's making me more. Yeah, that's making more more in tune with it. Fun number like, three. We it's oh, going ahead. Oh uh, yeah, fun one number three. We have is an anime update, which is Bleak's new season on here. Uh, David Walensky from GameSpot says VIZ uh, Media has announced that Bleach Thousand Year Blood War anime will be exclusively streaming on PlayStation Plus and Hulu. According to the release, Bleach will air on Disney Plus internationally and come to Hulu in the U.S. starting October 10th. The entertainment company also revealed that uh, that the name's English dub will feature many returning cast members, including Johnny Yongbosh, Michelle Ruff, and Derek St- Stephen Prince. Uh, the show's returning Japanese cast also includes cast members who have not appeared in the anime but are reprising their roles uh, from the Bleach Brave Souls video game. The anime will run for uh, will run for four quarters and uh, with breaks in between airing episodes. Thousand Year Blood of War arc 
is the manga's, the manga's final art covers volumes 55 through 74. So uh, I want to throw that in there because there's a little confusion, especially on my end when it came down to Bleach and on Hulu. Because I was watching, I finished Bleach, by the way, on the anime. So I'm all the way caught up on Bleach, and I'm very, very excited about that. But... The, I'm the proud thing, of you. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, yeah, I, I tried, tried hard for that. But like, as I was getting towards the end of my bleach, like, like marathon, I started seeing that it says that the bleach episodes were expiring in like two weeks, and I was just like, "Oh, it's leaving Hulu's." Like, I started watching this at the perfect time, so it's kind of weird that they're that they took it off, and then they're gonna. It looks like they're gonna put it back on for Hulu and Disney Plus, which that was kind of throwing me off a little bit, but. Again, as long as it's back there and I have a way of watching it, I was expecting it to watch it on Crunchyroll. But if it's going to be back on Hulu and, and Disney Plus, hey, I'll be I'll be keeping Disney Plus a little longer than anticipated. Um, um, so there you go. For me, uh, this one actually has enough. Well, I've never seen the the anime Bleach itself. I am glad. And I was a bit worried when I see that, but I am glad that they're doing two things. First, they're finishing it. And two, a lot of the old people, they a lot of the old cast members, they are getting them to reprise their role. That could yes. be really important because these people actually have experience in the anime and, you know, it gets them another shot. They could, and they will have probably better voice acting because they will have more of an inside mind into their character. And we, yeah, and we, on top of that, we'll have new technology too versus what we had before. Because as I was watching Bleach, it, I was yeah. watching it on my TV. I have like a 75-inch like 4K TV, right? So when I was watching it, in the earlier seasons, the picture didn't take up the full screen. It only took up like 16.9 of the screen. Well, so, I'm sorry. We only had 1080 Max back in the old days. <laughs> but I I'm just saying, so but sorry, as, the series, as the series <laughs> pro- uh, proceeded on, I want to say maybe around season... Ooh, it was after the, it was around the time period that the Roncar arc going inside the other arc, which I don't want to say. But after the Roncar arc, that's when it started getting full screen and it covered up my entire screen. So I was just like, that was just proof of technology moving in that one anime alone because Bleach has been around for a while. So how many episodes? Yeah, like so, eight hundred. Um, honestly, yes, but cut that in half because four hundred is practically filler. Oh wow. Yeah, there's a lot of filler. I thought it was going to be almost like... Because I, I ended up watching all of Bleach in like a month and a half. And um, and that was with me like every... Like towards the end, I started binging it a lot more. But uh, but that was me kind of like somewhat casually watching it throughout the months. So, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, there's a, there's a ton of, of filler episodes in Bleach. Um, and for some of those episodes, even though that they're filler it looks like they will be still interesting to watch. So I would encourage you guys to kind of watch some of those filler episodes still. Um, and then the last little fun one, well, before we go on that, literally the silence says, bear in mind all this was Injustice 1, so no idea what they do with Injustice 2. Oh. Yeah, okay. that was in, Very I interesting. Mem- I, I beat Injustice 2 also. Yeah, I also did Injustice 2 as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I was looking around, the it, only thing I found deals, was like Injustice, like Gods Among Us. Yeah, it, Injustice. Yeah, yeah that's the first with, one. Um, I want to say it deals with kind of an enemy comes to the planet, and Batman kind of needs Superman. 
Mm. I'll look at that, but like yeah. in just yeah, like and I gods go and mangas, looks like the splits was like Batman, Catwoman with uh, yeah, they had the Black Canary, Green Arrow. It says taken from separate universe, they returns, and Green Arrow slipped from alternate universe, engaged to Black Canary. Batgirl, Zatanna, Red Hood, Harley Quinn, John Constantine, uh, Dick Grayson, Devin Two, Mirror Master, Deathstroke, Flash, defected from the regime, Adam, defected from the regime. Supergirl defected from the regime. Blue Beetle from the Titans. Firestorm from the Titans. Paul Jordan defected from the regime. Black Lightning defected from the regime. Uh, Sub Zero multiverse ending. Not sure what that means. Uh, that that was just uh, you know Mortal Kombat. They had like Raiden because it was another round okay. game. They Raiden Sub Zero was in there. I think Scorpion. I want to say Scorpion was in there. Yeah, you're talking about DC Universe versus uh, Mortal Kombat. No, we're talking about uh, Injustice. Because it is another well, round the game. game. Yeah, but there's before Injustice, there was a game that had DC Universe versus. Yeah, I remember Mortal DC Kombat. versus Mortal Kombat so. versus DC. But this Injustice yeah. also had um, them because Sub Zero is in there. So it's Raiden was in there. Interesting. So it looks like huh. the enemies was Superman, the regime. Yeah. Um, current members are. Wonder Woman Hot, was in there. Yep, he's the founder. Wonder Woman's co-founder. Hot Girl, Cyborg, Raven, Robin, Nightwing, Killer Frost, Gritter, um, Gitter, Black Adam, Solomon Grundy, Doomsday, and then looks like a lot of them were former because they were deceased or defected. I believe he's mind controlling Doomsday. They have something on him that was controlling him. Hmm. Says imprisoned in the Phantom Zone. I know he was doing. I know he. I thought he was that, anyways. But yeah, they. Um, yeah, he goes. Yeah, he goes to, pretty crazy. And there's that. also a third uh, group in there. It looks like it looks like it's just the GCPD um, Resistance. Yeah, like, on the plus side, play both play. of these like, and just the first injustice in general was already on PlayStation Plus a long time ago, and I've already added it to my library, so I could just re-download that. So, so from what it sounds like, it sounds like I should probably just go download that one, play that, and then them download it and play Injustice Two because it sounds interesting yeah. to me for sure. Yeah, it's well, an yeah, actual no, story. The like solo play is an actual story to it. So, yeah, it's sort of like DC Universe. Remember, um, I don't know if you remember. You remember the beginning of DC Universe story? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brainiac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. But yeah, the story's uh, really good. Last little fun one. Scorn moves up. Wesley LeBlanc from Game Informer says this in the article. Publisher Kelper Interactive and developer Ebb Software has revealed that Scorn's release date has changed, moving up a week early in October. The game will now release on October 14th and said the previously announced October 21st. As for why, the team does not say. However, a new teaser trailer released today and is, is titled, quote-unquote, You've Waited Long Enough. So perhaps the studio simply wanted, wants to get the games to its players' hands sooner. So, news for you there, uh, Nineball. Scorn, literally 10 days away from now. Yeah, I'm gonna get it on Xbox. It's coming day one to Xbox Game Pass, so I'll yeah, get from there. yeah, it'll forever be on Game Pass too. Because don't they own? Don't they own like the that studio? Um, wow, Ebb Software had a weird history. It originally started as a kick uh, Kickstarter game, 
And that's where the biggest problem. And then I believe it was picked up by Xbox. Um, yeah, give me a second. But what happened? Yes, yeah, Serbian. Okay, App Software. It was picked up by. I'm gonna say it was picked up by. It was picked up by Xbox. Yeah, it was no. It was coming out to Epic too, and Steam. well, it would be coming out to Steam. But um, no, Xbox picked up the game and helped them fund it. I believe also on top of the um, Kickstarter, and this kind of pissed people off because they completely redid it and they pushed it back pretty far, and then you didn't hear nothing about it. And then we got that pretty nasty comment that you know, oh, we don't we don't want to like, talk yeah. about that. Yeah, the the yeah, letter uh, from the from the team and all like which the, yeah, that you know, they one, came back one, saying one guy, I am yeah, so dude. sorry. <laughs> Yeah, the one guy kind of says something he shouldn't have, and you know. Yeah, and I'm glad to see it's finally launching, though. Yeah. Hopefully, finally. it does a pretty good launch. It looks good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our Alt Things Gaming episode 35, season two for October 4, 2022. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. This Thursday is going to be our, we're going to be resuming our Monster Hunter World run through Iceborne. Um, I, unfortunately, was not on the last Monster Hunter World stream, mainly because I was not feeling well. So I had to lay down. You know what I mean? Try to get those the the body back to a, a healthy state. So, lucky for us, we're all is good now. And hopefully we'll be good this Thursday when we stream 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Malachi, Blue Burst stream win. Blue burst stream when? Blue burst stream. Blue burst stream. Ah. Blue burst stream. Uh, I, I'm, I could be completely oblivious right now, but I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize. I was just talking about blue burst. Uh, I guess I guess that's a uh, sort of online reference. So there you go. <laughs> but yeah, but no, we'll be streaming this coming Tuesday, uh, Thursday. This coming Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be on the lookout for that. Once again, I am Malachi36. This is Mildewy Carrot. This, oh, Fancy Star Online Episode 1 and 2 Bluebirds is PC servers for Classic PSO. Gotcha. Fantasy Star Online. Founded okay. in 2013 by a highly motivated individual. <laughs> free. 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 If it's free, it's for me. That's, that's speaking my language right there. Speaking my language. I'm concerned uh, about this. Is, it's the nine ball. I love you too, man. Love you too. Um, yep. And then, like I said, uh, just be on the lookout for the streams until we come back to our next Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we're just going to be talking video game news and more updates on that for you guys. Until next time, everybody. Control Alt. Complete. Complete. Peace.